<laughs> little sneak peek of our guest there little at the sneak, beginning. Little sneaky, <laughs> sneaky peek action. We caught our guest totally off guard. Anyway, it keeps you on your toes. We keep you on your toes here at Lancaster Connects. I say to Ben again in the pre-show, we need to have a little lyric contest for our intro. Somebody wants to maybe chop it up on the keyboard or on the guitar and, and give us some verse and chorus for the Lancaster Connect Central song. We would be open to that. And there'd probably be a pretty cool prize, more than just our regular prizes. <laughs> like an even better level of prizes. Yeah. I mean, they, we commensurate with how cool the song is. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. So depending on how much we like their version of the right. Lancaster Connect song. Right. It's like if the little... beat drops and your soul just explodes, we would, <laughs> Can we you would imagine we would reward appropriately. Yes. Oh, brother. Welcome back. Yeah. Well, it's good to be back. Yeah. It feels like this whole first quarter has been craziness. Your knee, knee replacements. First floor flood home replacements. Um, That's true. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Family, yep. family, family member passing on. So anyway, yep. we're back. We're here for our Lancaster Connects. This is episode 91. Yeah, My goodness. We're cresting to the uh, well, cresting. Episode, episode. Like I was saying, we've got shows booked through Memorial Day. And I think well, it's, it's, it's pretty um, darn close. Yeah, I think uh, that show the week before Memorial Day is either 97 or 98. And then, like, mm. sometime in June, right there, we got to... We're going to have to figure out something big. Something for the fans and the people for episode 100, for sure. Maybe we will play the uh, the theme song live <laughs> as the intro. Yeah, it'll, it'll be Chris uh, recording me, like, attempting it at all the episodes till that. Ma- a mashup. We need a keytar for that. A mashup. Um, who are we talking with? With the... Or did I dream this? The keyboard blowing the no, we, we talked about it two weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> I with think that, that's when we first started talking about the lyrics. With that instrument. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. We're well, doing the, the, the whole Jimmy Fallon thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a, there was a name for it, which I, I, I can't remember the name of it. I'm sure there, there we go. Melodica. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we didn't, we had a, we had a goodwill version of a Melodica. <laughs> we didn't have, we didn't have the tip there for the, for the thing, right? So, right. You need you need the, the you need the tip. Yeah, we just blew into the cracked holes at the top of it. It was, it was terrible, but it made music, and we were had fun That's as kids, right. and that was that. But hey, thank you for watching. This is the show about uh, the big and little businesses in town, whether that's businesses or charities. Uh, anybody that's doing good, we like to kind of put a spotlight on. And that's what our show is about. Lancaster connects. Connecting our watchers and listeners of the community through two crazy guys sitting in a mattress store. They just feel good about giving back. And that's what we're here to do. And uh, so we have some fun. We have some laughs. And uh, that's the show we got. Yeah, right? we, laugh. Like, we laugh. We laugs. laugh. I don't know if we all laugh, but we laugh. That's for sure. <laughs> so at any rate, um, you uh, we've talked about prizes. So yeah, like mm-hmm. seriously, if you want to do lyrics, like, I might, you, you just might get something real special, but like if a mattress, you, like a, yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, say, let's do it. No, Ben, we're going to give them an HVAC <laughs> system. A new VCR. Right. <laughs> but, uh, we've got, uh, prizes mm-hmm. right away without any musical talent needed. You can get hydro flasks, which are really nice. I kind of had a little, little disappointment at home. Uh, 
we have these things in abundance and we buy them at like wholesale prices. And yet my family decides to go out and buy more from otherwhere, other places, <laughs> otherwhere, the otherwhere store. You almost said underwear. I may or may not have taken a pain pill about 30 minutes prior to this episode. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, these are really nice. I'm like, you know, family, uh, you didn't have to go and spend $80 on these two, uh, Ramsworth Schmetti. I don't know if we can say it, but it just sounded funny. Um, but we have these and they're really great. Uh, and I have uh, them in this exact shape, but I have one in that exact shape. This one. Yes, we had them both. And, so, and they can be earned for free. They can be earned for free. You can come in and buy them. We sell That's them true. here. They're yeah. like 20 bucks. We get a really great deal. And they're really cool colors. Like you're not going to mix, you're not going to mix this one up in the yoga studio. That's true. Who has a, uh, what, 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 what kind of blue do you call this? There was a specific name. Have a supai. That's right. Yes. It's a yes. fun, fun blue name. So you're not going to mix this up in the row, wherever you might be doing your athletic maneuvers, be it yoga, weightlifting, jazzercise, wherever you line up your water bottles, you're not going to lose it. Like, like you're going to be the only one with a cool blue, have a supai blue. Or, or athletic maneuvers, <laughs> exercises. Yes. Or, yes. So, so that's yeah, just what's up to get, right? Yep. You can tell everybody's really loving the show so far. Let's go comment it up. Anyhow, the other prize, a little travel to go back, great little travel pillow, little throw blanket that's in there. So it's your choice. Uh, when you comment on the show, we do, we do the prize wheel at the end of the show. And, and you can comment on any of our platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Gardner's Mattress and more. The Lancaster like Connects Facebook pages, same uh, for YouTube. Yep. Those two pages. That's why LinkedIn. it pays to watch and be here live. That's right. Show. That's right. You can have the opportunity to earn free gifts. Yep. Just for paying attention. Well, we got right out of the gate, scaring the bejesus out of our guest. <laughs> right on camera. She is not sure at all what she signed up for. Yep. No. Just yet. No. But uh, let's welcome Megan Tomshack onto the show from Vision Core. Megan, welcome. No. Oh, oh we, we met. Yeah. That might have been our fault. <laughs> Okay. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for having me. There we go. <laughs> Thanks for hanging on. And, Two and strikes. Not no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, uh, Megan is uh, not only representing a great uh, organization called Vision Core, which we'll talk about all the great things they're doing. Uh, Megan is also a Gardner's customer. Thank you, yes. Megan. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> And and uh, with, with accepting the fifteen uh, month old, I think you said you're sleeping very well in the new bed. Correct? Yes, yes. On the he does usually sleep through the night, but when he doesn't, it's yes. I need that mattress to get me through the next night to catch there you up. Go. And it's wonderful. I'm in heaven. We've had it about a month now, and it okay. makes a huge difference to sleep great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does. It does. Uh, yeah, sleep is um, underrated. I think that's right. I can attest to that. I've had underrated sleep for about three months. It's been awful. Yeah. Oh. I had I had to jump on the sleep pill train because it was just getting a little yeah. little too much out there. So yeah. anyhow. So Megan, are you uh Lancaster Connects? Are you a Lancaster native? I am. I was born in Lancaster General Hospital. Okay. And I grew up outside of Millersville. And then I went to um, the University of Pittsburgh for college and stayed out there for a couple of years and then ended up coming back to Lancaster. So, Very yes, cool. I'm a native and will be here for life, I'm sure. 
I see a picture of a stadium in your background. Does that have something to do with Pitt or Pittsburgh? Um, That's actually the Minnesota Vikings, the old stadium um, where my husband proposed to me. He's a huge Vikings fan. And so I wanted, I told him I do not want a uh, public proposal. So it happened in a stadium with thousands and thousands of people on the Jumbotron. But anyway, it's still a good memory. So that's what that is. Yeah, I try to have. I have stuff all over my office from places I visited. Look at, cool. look at what our producer, Chris, from Cast Ahead Productions, by the right way. If it. you need anything podcasting, he's a really great guy, except in this moment where he wants to torment the Eagles fan with their Vikings oh. chant. <laughs> oh, is he a Vikings fan? He is not. Uh, we should oh. we should ask him. I'm surprised. He's yeah. a Detroit Lions fan. So okay. He's, so, okay. he's just Years like... Of- you know, torment and torture and his happiness and, has to ride on your happiness and our <laughs> happiness and all the other 31 teams great. happiness sorry chris great he knows it. we've talked about it we're cool like that that's great Football. so give us give us the rundown on vision core so vision core is lancaster's local blind association um we have been here almost 100 years uh in Three years, it'll be 100 years that we've been serving the Lancaster community. We also serve York, Adams, Chester, and Lebanon counties, but Lancaster is where we started and where we have been the longest and have our biggest client base. So we provide services to people experiencing vision loss and people who are blind. Uh, it's important before I go on to say people who are legally blind, um, less than 10% of them are totally blind. So one misconception we find when we go and talk to the public is that people think you have to be totally blind to get our services, which is not accurate. Um, if you're experiencing vision loss, that is, um, you know, a doctor will give us a report to show that you're experiencing vision loss 20 over 70 or worse, you're an acuity. Um, we can provide services at no cost to, mm. to our clients that qualify. Um, and then those services include rehabilitation, um, orientation and mobility instruction, which is the science of safe travel, uh, using a white cane, getting to your mailbox to check the mail, getting to gardeners to look for a mattress, anything like that, getting from point A to point B. Our orientation mobility folks will help. Uh, we have social workers. Uh, we have access technology specialists. So anything to help um, someone who is blind continue to live their life as they did before their, they started to lose their vision. We say people who are blind can do anything sighted people can do except drive. That's illegal, um, but they do have those self-driving cars now. So our goal is to oh, um, yeah. meet our clients you know, where they want to be. That's an interesting point. Yeah. With the advent of self-driving car technology, maybe down the road... That'll happen for folks yeah. that are blind. Yeah, that's the biggest um, hurdle, I think, for a lot of our clients when they lose their vision and they can no longer drive because that's a huge part of being independent is being sure. able to get up and go whenever you want to go to the grocery store or um, go out to eat, anything. You just hop in your car and go. But if you're blind, you can't rely on that. Um, we've had people that have had to move to places with public transportation be on a bus line so they can get to work or any of these other activities they need to do. So definitely transportation is the biggest hurdle to get over um, 
as far as getting back into your normal routine, usually if, if you've lost your vision. You know, what's interesting, social media must have figured out that we were going to be talking today because oh. I think it was last night or this morning in my, as I was just scrolling social media, the video popped up where there's a bill reader for somebody who's visually impaired. So it reads the end of the bill and it must announce or it indicates something that it's a $5 bill or a $20 bill. And then the user had another tool that on the other side of the bill, they would press and it would imprint the Braille, um, Braille for the five, 10, $20 bill. Oh, like, that's interesting. I like, haven't seen that yet. Um, I'm sure we have really has. Yeah. So that technology is probably the biggest thing that's happening lately in the field of blindness that is making huge strides. So. We are committed here um, at Vision Core to bringing the latest technology. It's called Access Technology to our clients. And uh, we recently received a large grant from the county commissioners through the ARPA funds um, to create a space for our access technology. And then we have a genius access technology specialist, Benjamin, who is um, from Ghana and he's worked the um, World, uh, some Ghana blind. It, it was a huge organization. I can't remember the name. I'm sorry, Benjamin. Um, but he is a genius with technology. Benjamin himself is totally blind. So he's not only teaching the technology, but using it. And that's the type of thing that we are teaching people to use. If you have, um, a smartphone, I don't know what I can say on here, but one that is named after a fruit. <laughs> Right off the shelf, those devices are all accessible. Um, so their tablets, their phones. I, I use that type of phone and I can go in and make the entire phone audible. So if I'm totally blind, I can use this right off the shelf and it will read the apps to me. Um, it'll say, you know, double tap once you get to the app that you want to open. And once it says it, you double tap it and it will open. Um, so all of this is really making a difference in the lives of people who are blind. Just think about going out to eat at a restaurant and how, um, you know, reading a menu. If you're blind, right. and a lot of restaurants have low lighting. It's complicated. Now you can get on your phone and have it read to you um, so you don't have to rely on someone else to, to read you a menu. That's just one example. So That's great. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Vision Core hasn't always been called Vision Core. And I, I think it's got a, a really long history. I think it's... I, in setting this up, I think I read it was one of the oldest nonprofits in Lancaster County. Is that correct? Yeah. So Vision Corps started in 1926. <laughs> um, some people were returning from the war with vision loss, some veterans, and a group of people wanted to help them uh, to both have something to do with their day and work, and then also, of course, to help them with their vision. Now, our philosophy has changed a lot since those days. Um, we used to be, we moved around a lot. We were Lancaster County Association for the Blind and then Susquehanna Association for the Blind and Vision Impaired, now our Vision Corps. Um, but not only has our name changed, but our philosophy. So back then when we started, there's a lot of hand-holding for people who are blind and just doing things for them. And now we want to give them the tools and training that they need to be successful and independent on their own. 
So we will teach them to cross the street and not cross the street with them every time. Um, you know, teach them to read the paper, get their news, however is most convenient for them without someone having to sit and read to them. Uh, so along with our name, our philosophies changed and our achievements have changed and gotten better every year. That has to be a frightening proposition, I would imagine, for the first time as somebody who's visually impaired to outright blind crossing the street for the first time. Yeah, so um, I can't say that I've, you know, can know even close to what it's like, but a few years ago, I used to live downtown within walking distance of Vision Corps. We're right down on Queen Street across from the bus station. And um, for a week, I wore different types of simulators to simulate vision loss. And on the last day, I was totally blindfolded. And someone came, our orientation mobility instructor came to my house. And he kind of served as what a, a dog guide would be to someone who was blind. So I literally held onto a harness. And was led by him um, to work. It was, it's probably about six blocks is where I live. And the things that you don't notice every day that I would walk to work, things I never noticed that stand out when you lose your vision. So, you know, you use a white cane or a dog guide for things that are on the ground that picks up, you know, an uneven sidewalk. Or if you're approaching uh, a road, you know, you'll feel the, the sidewalk dip. But it doesn't pick up things above your waist. So there's utility boxes on poles, on um, utility poles that you've probably walked by a million times that never realized they were there. But if you are blind, you could walk right into them because there's nothing yeah. above you. You know, um, cars parked on the sidewalk that had happened, you know, walk right into a car. But crossing the street, I was standing there and I was waiting and I said to him, like, well, aren't you going to go? He's like, I don't know when it's safe to go. I'm a dog. He's like, I'm here to protect you. So I learned that the dog guides wow. don't actually lead you across the street. You tell them forward. And if a car is coming, they won't go, but they don't know when it, you know, to lead you across the street. And so, yes, that was, um, very nerve wracking. You, are trained to listen for cross traffic and different sounds. And actually electric cars have made that more difficult for people who are yeah. blind because they can't hear them. So we're here to do that. And I will say um, Lancaster County is very lucky to have Vision Corps. Not all counties have agencies like ours and they would rely on um, support, support from the state, which is very overwhelmed right now. Um, so if I were ever to, unfortunately, if I would ever lose my vision, I'm fully confident in our services and very lucky to live in Lancaster and have them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a, I mean, that's pretty wild what you just shared there. The evolution <laughs> and, and, you know, the fact that electric cars are typically synonymous with self-driving cars. So that's a, that's a great plus. Yeah. But then as they become more and more uh, prevalent and on streets also does create somewhat of an issue yes well don't electric cars now have to make a sound i, I think there is something that has changed with them yeah. when i first started here um they were doing lots of news stories on it yeah like a hum or something yeah yeah um we don't have a hybrid vehicle but we have um uh, something that's like battery assists you know it kind of goes back and forth between a gas and a, and a i guess a hybrid battery 
Um, and I know it makes a specific sound. Um, you oh, know, okay. a sound like you wouldn't expect a car to make, but it's so like if you're backing up and there's a kid back there or uh, somebody that's visually impaired uh, would would at least hear that sound. Um, yeah. Because you don't hear yeah. a, a motor. Yeah, things funny, you don't I'm think th- of. Yeah. It'd be funny if like the whistles would just say, I am an electric car. Oh. <laughs> It'd be funny if it did that. That would make it really easy so people wouldn't have to wonder what it was if they were yeah, just right. listening. They just, just state what it is. Yes. <laughs> like in a robot voice. Yeah, right. Which I tried to do with the hand. Right. Well, I got, I got what you're obviously saying. Obviously, yeah, a yeah. car wouldn't have hands. Yeah. I mean, it could. They could yeah, make them with yeah. something that sticks out like that. Yeah, right. This, <laughs> Mr. Electric call it. Anyhow, let's move on to the next question. Okay, so next. <laughs> there's, so there's services for, I would imagine, children, for adults. So talk us through that. Yeah, we serve all ages. Um, and like I said, all of our services are at no charge. So um, it doesn't matter your age, your income level. You can get services from us at no charge. Our youngest clients are perhaps the most vulnerable. Um, it's very low incident rate of vision loss amongst children. So a child who is blind may be the only child in their, probably in their classroom for sure, but also probably in their entire school. So they would not have really any peers to talk to regularly about their challenges. So we offer, we provide services to the kids, but then also offer opportunities for them to get together with each other um, in different recreational activities. We've done scuba diving, um, kayaking, cooking classes, uh, acting classes, music classes, all these things that are fun for the kids. But what they don't realize is they're also learning to support each other while they're having fun because they're amongst their peers. So any age children we serve and and we serve, I think it's important to say their whole family. So when um, a child is born and right away, if there's vision loss, it's a process for the family to accept that, just as it is for an adult who loses their vision in their 80s. Suddenly, it's a big change, and there's a grieving process that goes along with it. So for the children, we're there to support both the, the child and their family. And we serve people all the way up to, I think our oldest client was 104 or 105, and um, all had different goals, and we worked to meet all of them. With our kids, uh, we do help them as they grow. So once they get into high school, we have a program called STEP, Student Transition to Employment Program, to help them prepare themselves for employment, hopefully in mainstream employment, and help them um, to prepare for interviews. Because when you are being interviewed, if you are blind and you're being interviewed, it's awkward sometimes for the interviewer too, because they can't understand how you could work on a computer if you don't have vision or mm-hmm. um, how you could do certain things. So being able to teach them how to advocate for themselves helps them to move forward with their employment. And, you know, as they, as they grow, they just grow with us in all of our programming. Uh, kind of piggybacking on what you were saying about for the, for the youth, um, you have prevention services that uh, you offer for youth, correct? Yeah. So, um, if any of you have kids and they were screened in preschool, it was probably us that screened them. So we screen throughout our whole program around 10,000 children every year for vision 
impairments. And this is not a doctor's exam and it's non-invasive. It's not like the old school where you held up a thing and covered your eye and read a chart. This is a little camera. It takes a few seconds. The child looks into the camera from about three feet away and um, there's little birds chirping and they look towards these lights and it reads their eye and uh, will spit out a report if there's a um, detected possible impairment. So for one one example for this, um, we have a woman who repelled and we have a fundraising event and she participated in that last year and shared her story. Her son had just been at the pediatrician, given a clean bill of health. And the following week, Vision Corps was in the uh, preschool. Her child was three years old doing screenings and she was going to pass because she was just at the pediatrician and told he was fine, but she went ahead. It was free. So she went ahead and did, had him screen and we did not detect vision in his one eye. There was no vision at all coming through his one eye and they did it again and it was the same reading. So we called the parent and said, you know, you really need to get your son to an eye doctor as soon as possible because we're not detecting any vision in his, his one eye. And it turned out this little boy had a cataract covering 90% of his visual field in that one eye. Hmm. And he likely had this since birth and that's all he knew. So he couldn't say, you know, I can't see out of this <laughs> eye. Like you or I could tell if our vision is worsening, but as a child, they can't tell and they overcompensate for it. Uh, and we caught that and he had surgery within a month and is seeing fine now, wears glasses, but, but sees hmm. fine. And so about 6% of kids that we screen do have an undetected impairment. Really? And yeah, it's not any fault of the parent because like I said, the kids just overcompensate. It's all they know. They don't know. They're not seeing correctly, but it's imperative that if they have correctable vision loss, that we help fix that before they get into school, into kindergarten, because it will impact their learning. Um, we had a kid one time that was put into special education classes because he was having trouble with school and it turned out it was his vision. Once mm-hmm. that was corrected, he was um, back in mainstream. So uh, it's a critical service that we do for the community and it costs nothing. We don't charge anybody for that. And then if a child needs um, a doctor's exam, we have a voucher program if they can't afford it. If, if their family is un- underinsured uh, or can't afford an exam, we have a voucher program where they can get a free eye exam and free basic frames and lenses for eyeglasses. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a prevention service we're really proud of here. That's, yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. I, I didn't realize it would be 6% of, of kids that you, uh, screen would, would yeah. have a vision impairment of some kind. Yeah. I mean, off of the 10,000 number, that's 600 kids a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes right? it's higher too. Yeah. I know one year it was closer to 8%, but yeah, yeah. Mm, well, hundreds of kids. Really? And so if you have a child that's in a preschool or a grandchild that's not getting these screenings, maybe tell them about us because we're yeah. always trying to get into new locations, daycare, schools. This screening specifically is for ages six months to six years. That's where the camera works best. After that, we encourage annual eye exams, but we want to correct stuff before uh, before they start going to yeah. school. Yeah, for sure. 
You you also have services for businesses, correct? Like there's a whole yeah, side so, of yeah. We so all of these services I'm talking about cost us around one and a half million dollars a year to provide to the community, and to pay for that, we rely on support from the community and fundraisers. But we also have a division that fulfills contracts for businesses. The majority are with the um, federal and state government. One example of what we do is helmet pads for the U.S. military. So right here in downtown Lancaster, 75% of all the helmet pads worn by the entire U.S. military come out of our building. Uh, They start at a company in Ohio, and then they come to us in a sheet, like a set of pads for in the helmet. Come to us. We screen print them with tracking information. They get cut out here. We package them and we ship them to the troops or to the helmet manufacturer. Uh, but 75% of all pads worn by the entire U.S. military are coming out of downtown Lancaster. And the best part is the labor to um, manufacture these is being done by people who are blind. Mm, wow. So that the national unemployment rate for people who are blind is around 70%. Mm. And we're trying to chip away at that with every job that we can to employ someone who is blind. Right now, I believe uh, we have over 80% direct labor being done by people who are blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to keep these contracts, we have to have at least 75% direct labor, but we usually exceed that. Um, so that's one of the type of contracts we do a lot with the military. Um, we package rice that's in Lebanon County, but we do food packaging that goes all over the country. Uh, something that everybody, well, most people here would see are delineator posts on the side of the highway. Uh, the re- those reflective posts yeah. that you see, you know, all along the turnpike and any state road, they um, came out of our facility. Are so those, we make them here. Those are the ones that are on like the metal stake that sit off on the shoulder? Or are these, these the ones are that go down PVC, in the concrete? So these are PVC pipes. Some get attached to, there we go. Okay. My guy brought that up. Um, so they've jumped around. Those do come out of York now, but they were out of Lancaster. Um, but yeah, that's a picture of them. They're the PVC. They're, we do all different colors. We do them for the entire turnpike. They're made to a stand getting hit like three times. So when it snows, we, when we have a, a hard winter with the snow plows, we get a lot of business, which helps to fund our services. So we like a, a nice, uh, so you guys like a nice white here. uh white winter. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this winter was a little rough then for you. Yeah, as far as delineating post yeah. orders go. Yeah. But yeah, so all these contracts we do um are you know twofold to provide employment to a severely underemployed segment of the population, but then also the revenue from um from these contracts help support our services. Yeah. How many people do you employ? Overall, we have around 160 employees. Oh. And Great. yeah, about 75, 80% are blind. Now, the just only positions, of, go ahead. Just out of sheer curiosity. So are you, I mean, obviously you want to provide a safe place of employment. And this might sound harsh, but I'm not really trying to say that, but you have a safe place of employment for people that are blind. But is, does it stand to reason that you might have a couple more accidents than a place that 
doesn't have people. Um, so like, do you get penalized for that? Like, like oh, from a yeah. workers' comp perspective, an OSHA perspective? Yeah, we're held to the same standards as any other really? business. We're um, ISO certified, if you're familiar with ISO. Yeah. Um, it's a quality, um, I can't think of the word, but yeah, quality management mm-hmm. system. Yeah, we're held to the same standards. We um, just, we make our buildings accessible to people who are blind. So in the the factory area, I guess you could call it the, the industry, the walkways um, have raised tape on either side. So imagine a big concrete floor, but then wherever people, wherever it's safe to walk, it's outlined in raised tape. So kind so of the like raised guardrails. Tape, it's an, yeah, but it's just, it's tape on the ground. Right. But enough that a white cane could pick up, oh, that's the end. But it's also bright yellow. So if you have some vision, you can see where you're supposed to be walking. Um, everything is kind of modified and outfitted to be safe. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I asked the question not to not to excuse anybody from setting up an unsafe place. But it just sure. like, it dawns on me, okay, you have folks that are visually impaired. Mm-hmm. So it would stand to reason that sometimes there might be an accident more so than not. But I guess if you're setting it up to offset that, mm-hmm. you wouldn't. Is that what happens? Yeah. And, you know, we're not going to, well, I'd say we wouldn't pick something like welding, but actually we did look at a project that had welding involved, but you just get a machine that can do that piece uh, safely and and people who are blind could operate that machine. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of an example, like for the pads, they come, like I said, they come in the sheet and a click press cuts them out, which is extremely sharp, but there's safeties on it. Both hands have to be pushing two buttons before that will, will click down. So there's right. no way someone could have their, the operator could have their hands in it. Um, sewing machines. We have a lot of, um, sewing machine operators who are blind for our sewing project and those are outfitted with certain plates and stuff. So they, <laughs> they know, when to stop sewing on a certain piece of material. It's hard to explain without having it in front yeah. of me. Um, but I would imagine, yeah, yeah. facial awareness comes into play, right? As somebody who's visually impaired or blind, you just kind of that muscle memory overtakes yes. around the equipment, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, I feel like if we would look at, we have very few accidents in the workplace. I've been here 16 years though, so... I can think of a few and it's usually people that are sighted that are getting in, in accidents because it's, you're probably a little more careless, I guess, mm-hmm. and nonchalant than someone who is blind that's being extra careful. Yeah. So yeah, that's never been an issue here that I well, can good. recall any, anything caused because of that. Yeah. Good. I noticed poking around the website, you have a ton of support groups that you offer. Um, tell us about that. Yeah, so that's part of our uh, services for our adults. And this is something interesting that came out of the pandemic. So we always had support groups. We had, um, like I said, we're in several counties. So we had a support group for each county, just a general support group and a social group, a social group for people to socialize with their peers. Um, and then we had a few in different retirement communities because if they had enough clients, we could host a group there. When the pandemic hit, we realized we needed to do more for our clients who 
sometimes are already more shut in than people who are sighted because of the challenges associated with transportation. So they may be in their homes more. And we definitely wanted to keep them active somehow. So we added support groups virtually. So for example, we added a white cane users group. So white cane is something a lot of people think of. They think of people who are blind. It helps them to navigate. Uh, But there may have only been five people in Lancaster that wanted to be part of a white cane user group. But then there might have been, you know, three in York County and six in Chester County. So by hosting these events virtually, we could bring all the counties together um, and get a big enough group to really make an impact. So we started adding groups left and right. We have yeah, a book club. We have um, a VIP group, which is vision impaired professionals. We have a women's group. Uh, there's certain things that um, women mostly have to deal with when they're blind. It's like applying makeup. They would talk about that for someone who is blind. Um, unique circumstances that women face. So we have a women's group. And we actually, I talked to one client who said... I would, I would um, imagine safety would be one of those things for women who are blind. Unfortunately. No, you know what? We have done... Um, self-defense classes for our clients. Yes, I think um, the majority of people who are blind, I would say, work to avoid a circle. I mean, you can't, you never know when something's going to hit, but right. if they're going out at night by themselves, they may make sure they have someone with them, which I would right. do too as someone who's sighted. So it's more avoiding it, but we have offered self-defense classes for um, both men and women, probably more women did take that those classes. Sure, so. sure. But yeah, that that's a good point. Yeah, didn't mean to distract you there off of. No, that's okay. Of different kinds of support. But yeah, groups. we had lots of lots of great support groups that came out of the pandemic, and now we keep doing it because we've gotten such a good response to it. And quite frankly, it's a better use of our time and resources because we can do it virtually. Instead of having to drive to each location, we still, we are bringing a few back in person, but a lot are remaining virtual so we can have the biggest impact. Yeah. It's something that I've never paid attention to, I suppose, but you, you've, you've referenced specifically white cane mm-hmm. a handful of times. Is, is that, is a white cane an indicator of somebody who is completely blind or are there different? <clears throat> so for the most part, um, to use a white cane. So there's some people who, we have employees here who know their way around the building who don't use a white cane here. But if they travel and they're going somewhere unknown, they will use a white cane okay. just as, as a extra means of extra protection and, and um, to give themselves more confidence as they're traveling sure. through, say, an airport or something. But generally, yes, um, people using white canes have lost enough vision that it's hard for them to see things that you and I could see on the sidewalk, uh, you know, cracks in the sidewalk. Uh, they don't have to be totally blind, though, but their vision is impaired enough that they need this extra sort of help to okay. navigate um, wherever they're going. So there's not like a color code pursuant to degree or severity of eyesight that's been lost no okay no, i just wasn't cane, sure if there was something like that or not yeah and i mean we have 
employees, like I said, who can walk around downtown perfectly fine and confidently, but they go somewhere else. They take that just to help them um, be confident in where they're going independently. I will say the white cane, you know, there is a law. If you're driving and there's someone using a white cane, the law is to yield to them, to slow and, and let them navigate. Now, is that, is that regardless of crosswalk or any, I mean, obviously if somebody's in the street, you should yield to the person, but I don't, I mean, I don't know the, um, I don't want to misquote that. So I'm I'm not sure if it, it's just, I just know you're supposed to yield to the white cane by parking lots, that sort of thing. If it's any of our clients, they are trained to, to, um, cross at a crosswalk. It's very dangerous to cross, um, anywhere else for, Anyone, but especially sure. for someone who's blind because they're listening for those traffic cues. Um, if you would see someone with the white cane, if you're just out walking around, the biggest thing I can tell people is don't assume that they want or need to be helped and certainly don't, oh. um, don't touch them. Don't grab their arm and say, Oh, I'll help you cross the street. People appreciate being asked, would you like help? Can I help you? Can I help you cross mm. the street? I was at, um, at a uh, lab getting blood work and the fire alarm went off and I saw a woman with a white cane and I went up to her and I said, hi, my name is Megan. I work at Vision Corps, the blind association. Do you need help getting out, you know, to the, and she was very appreciative of that because in a fire situation, <laughs> sure, adds a little more chaos. So, but, you know, just don't assume that someone with a white cane needs or um, requests help, but you can always just ask. Can I help you get across or anything like that? Yeah. So, so Megan, um, it costs 1.5 million to offer all the services that, uh, Vision Core offers. Um, that money just doesn't pop into a bank account. I'm sure. No. Um, and yeah, and we are not a government agency. Okay. So we're not getting tax dollars. Yep. So, uh, obviously fundraising is a, is a big deal. And I, I understand you've got a big event coming up. Because money, because um, money just doesn't drop out of the sky. Drop. Uh, 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 I was, I was trying to vibe it over. Was, I was trying to like great. vibe it over to him, but I didn't get it. Day late, dollar short. Yeah, right. So, um, yes, the eye drop is a repelling event. We're doing it for the fourth time this year. We started in 2019. And, um, right now, if people are watching on the screen, there's an image of our website and the gentleman featured on our website will be doing this for the fourth time. And he's raised thousands and thousands of dollars for us. He himself went blind when he was in his thirties, very, very suddenly, um, and has come a long, long way. He's one of our employees and biggest advocates. But anyway, so the eye drop, um, we have 92 spots and about half of them are full for people to repel from the top of the Holiday Inn in downtown Lancaster. And in order to get that opportunity, you have to fundraise at least $1,000 for Vision Corps. It's peer-to-peer fundraising, so you're given your own web page to go on. You can personalize it. You can share that link um, with friends, family to donate. Uh, most people, if they're intimidated by the $1,000, are surprised at how fast that can come in. Um, $20 here and $20 there adds up pretty quickly. Uh, this event raises around $150,000 for us every year. We're hoping to raise one seventy-five mm-hmm. this year. Um, it's $50 to register to get your webpage 
and then you have to raise a thousand, but that 50 goes towards it. So you have to raise 950 technically once you've made that registration. However, um, for listeners of the podcast, we're using promo code sleep, which uh, will get you free registration. So you can get your webpage and start trying to raise money. And we offer a toolkit to give ways to help money templates for letters to send out templates for what to put mm. on social media. Um, and it's a fantastic event and you'll get to meet uh, lots of clients as you work your way up to the roof of the building. Um, we have lots of clients helping out um, and sharing their experience. So we have a lot of repeat repellers because it's such a fun event and lots of adrenaline. Uh, we're well, having a party right on the, the table. Yeah. <laughs> There is a safety on it, so you can drop more than 10 feet at a time okay. or it'll lock up on you. Um, I am, it's, it's I'm awesome. very familiar with that kind of harness and, and safety gear. In my youth and instruction, I would hang off of cranes oh. and, and fix, uh, fix some roofs, church roofs, pretty much any yeah. like historical copper roof I would work on. And, oh, that's cool. You know, for a 10 minute repair, we'd spend an hour and a half making sure all the safety eyes and T's were dotted and crossed in that Yeah, order. so that's interesting you say that because it takes about an hour from when people register till they get up to the building and it's about a 10-minute repel. The average is 10 mm. minutes to get to the bottom. Some take a minute, some take 20 minutes, yeah. but average well, is 10. So we go to idrop2023.org. That's the site, idrop2023.org. And promo code SLEEP, what happens when we enter the promo code? Your registration will be... You will not pay anything for registration. It's free. Oh, wow. So it's $50. Um, give free registration and you can start fundraising. And like I said, but you should help. still commit to making 1050 then. Yeah, that'd be good. The charity yeah. crying out. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the kids. That's so, right. Um, but it's going to be a great event. There's a, a lot of people that come out and we're having a, a party on the terrace holiday and has a new terrace. Okay. Um, there'll be live music, food, drinks. Um, games. So it's a great event and we would love to see everybody out there uh, supporting it. That's yeah. super, super cool. Um, yeah. Are there any other ways that the Lancaster community can support Vision Corps, like um, volunteers or other yeah. ways that you fundraise? How else can we? Yeah, help? we, ha thank you for asking. We do have, um, we can always use donations and they can donate through the iDrop site just to the event itself or through our website. Uh, but we also need volunteers. Uh, mostly we need volunteer drivers and it's just a few hours a month uh, for these support groups, actually, the ones that we have in person to help our clients get to the agency to participate in these support groups. Uh, once in a while, we'll have administrative volunteer opportunities to help with administrative work around the agency and also um, what we call like friendly visitors where if we have a client who would like some help in the home, just sorting through mail or mm -hmm. that sort of thing. We could use volunteers for that. Mostly volunteer drivers. And like I said, it's just a few hours a month um, to help, we would commit to. Help yeah. make sure in sorting that mail, they actually don't throw away that million dollar Publishler's Clearinghouse check. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So um, the, those are ways you can help. The youth services... We have a summer camp where we can always use help um, throughout the summer. It's one day a week instead of a full week, um, one day a week throughout the summer for people to help with that. 
So if anyone has interest in volunteering, yeah. just give us a call and we'll um, see what we have open and what might fit in with um, with what they want to do. That's super cool. Yep. There it is again, folks. It's that time, talent, and treasure conversation. Yep. If you can't necessarily donate money, maybe you have some time and it's something as simple as driving people around. If you've got some talents that you think uh, could help as far as corral, I'm sorry, corralling is not the right word, but if you could corral volunteers for Mm -hmm. events and gather and you got a group of friends that likes to get together every so often, maybe you direct those, those, those uh, time and talent to Vision Corps. And I'm sure they'll always take your treasure. They're happy for your, just a straight up donation. I don't want to register. I don't want to drop off a roof, but here's a hundred bucks. I'm sure you're happy to take that, yep. right? Yeah. A hundred bucks. It's screen 10 kids for vision. Oh, okay. oh, wow. There you go. Yep. Very good. And, you know, chances are one of them may have something undetected that we could correct. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So. Well, Megan, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, appreciate yeah, you. Thank uh, you so much sharing all that you're doing and, and for ha- sharing some laughs and giggles with us. <laughs> now we get to know you a little better with our connection cocktail moment. Okay. Yeah, it's high stress here. <laughs> I know. It's, it's eyedrop repelling and then connection cocktail. I know. It's <laughs> a lot. In terms of like, put you on the spot. <laughs> all right, I'll go first. Okay. What's your favorite thing to do in Lancaster? So... Now with the weather getting nicer out, I'm reminded of all the great produce stands in Lancaster mm. to go shopping for fresh produce at all of our Amish farms. Because when I lived in Pittsburgh, I thought when I went to school in Pittsburgh, I'm like, where are all the roadside stands for me to get fresh produce? So now that the weather's gotten nicer, that's one of the things I love about Lancaster and going around to different stands and gardening, um, mm-hmm. all the great greenhouses and stuff around here that I took for granted before I left for a few years. That's like um, the Seinfeld episode where, where Kramer Kramer uh, was getting the, the fruit from the, the local guy, the local stand, and he's made a comment about getting fruit at a grocery store. And, you know, that just, it just, uh, your was comment it, reminded me of what melon was that? Mackinac peach. Was it a, the Mackinac no. peach? Or that was, that was maybe George. Something I don't like know. That. It, it was, it was, it was an orange melon yeah. of some yeah. sort. Yes. Um, all right. Oh, mealy. <laughs> right, right. All right, question yep. two, uh, also about food. Uh, do you have a favorite restaurant in like her? I mean, what are we talking? Pizza? Like, okay, there's um, so many great restaurants. How about within walking distance of your building? On oh. Queen Street. So, Help you oh, narrow there's it down so many. Too, yeah. So, well, I have to say the Imperial's great. They help host yeah. the event, the eyedrop. For a like really nice place to eat, I like Josephine's downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll also give a shout out to the House of Pizza. I think that Vision Corps gives half of their sales. Um, they have everything: salads, sandwiches. Um, but Hopefully yeah, that there's salad a great goes pizza. On a pizza. You could put salad on a pizza. Yeah. Um, there's pizza. a great Would Italian. You- uh, salt and pepper bistro. I love. I like all oh, the local yeah, yeah. places that Lancaster has one. to offer. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. Very good. Nobody ever says just the one. Everybody plays. The, yeah. 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 All, the, the, all, of these, yeah. all of these people about town and on the scene in Lancaster, they always play diplomat. 
Well, if you were at my house on the I'm weekends when we go guy. out to eat, trying to pick a place. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's tough. It's, it's, it's tough. It's torture. Route yep. 66. Have you been to Route 66? Mm. It's a little hole in the wall uh, on like Prince and Liberty. They're the okay. best Nashville hot chicken sandwiches oh, and wow. burgers. I know exactly where you're talking about, but I've never been in there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah there it is. Look how there quick, it is. Look quick Chris pulled that up. He was very quick. Just about yeah. as quick as that skull chant for them Vikings. <laughs> skull. Uh, so last question, and this can be totally self-serving and shameless plug style, hint, hint, if you want it to be, uh, the annual event you go to. Well, of course, the eyedrop supporting Vision Corps. There you go. Um, Are you repelling I, this year? I wasn't planning on it. I may end up, they may talk me into it again this year. I've done it twice. I would recommend it to anyone to do it at least once. Then you start thinking about it, and the second time you're like, this is pretty high up, but <laughs> it's it's so much fun. I may end up doing it. We'll see. May um, I did. May I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take more than that. I might need one of your water bottles to replace this one, and maybe then I'll, yeah, I'll repel with, with the water bottle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the eye drop, I'm definitely there every year. And I do like other charity events that Lancaster County has. There's lots of great great events here in Lancaster to support. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very good. Megan, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you, your time that you put into Vision Corps, your talents that you put in there, and for all that you're doing for everybody in Lancaster that needs your services. I'm sure they appreciate you, and we appreciate that you're helping them. And thanks for being such a great guest and a fun guest on our show. It was a pleasure. And thank you for giving me the gift of sleep so I can do my job efficiently every day after a good night's sleep. And my salesman told me I need to retrain myself to sleep on my back, which I've been trying yeah. really hard. We got an adjustable. Yeah, and yeah. When I flip on my side, it makes it complicated. But yeah, I learned a lot when I was in there. There so you go. Thank yeah. you. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Well, thanks, Megan. Thanks for All stopping right. by. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Take care, guys. Hope yep. to see you at the eye drop. Wow. Right. You're, you're going off the side. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you the harness, you have to do it because the harness gear has a weight limit for me. And uh, I'm going to start my diet in June. It'll be too late. And, and that's, not. you know, I don't, I don't have a problem with heights. So I, I think I could do it. I think I, yeah, there it is. Yes. That, that, that's right. Jerry had to buy, had to buy produce for pork graver. You'll, you'll the field. Yeah. You would Joe, do, is that Joe? Would, that was Joe. Joe's. Joe's pros. You would do the drop? I, 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 well, I see if my schedule is cleared, but I, I, I don't mind. You know, we make a decent donation each week to charities anyway. Yeah, it could be the, so the, maybe yeah, it's just the start of it. And we maybe on the show, it's like, let's drop Ben, let's drop Ben. <laughs> and then we get, and then we get, uh, you could do it in the mattress suit. Do we still have that thing? Yeah. We will have, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. See, Megan's in there. She's private chat. She hung around. All right. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we still have the mattress costume somewhere. Well, that's what I was talking about. The 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 mattress suit. Yeah. Yeah. We're going in. It's happening. I don't know that I would feel comfortable doing that. I would I draw the line at bungee jumping. I, Somebody I from Gardner's is going jumping, but... off the wall. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening.
We got to figure that out. <clears throat> yep. Anyhow, uh, we're almost at the end of our time. We got to yep. race through it. So we do prizes on the show. Get your comments in. It's a two horse race between Steve and Nathan at this point. Again, the less storm, more cuddle gear or the to go bundle, uh, is a lot of fun. Um, if you want to be a guest on the show and you want to laugh it up and deal with some of our sophomore to juvenile humor at times, but really showcase your amazing charity like Vision Core that's really helping our community, or you have a business that has a culture of giving back to the community, we'd love to have you on. We got a couple of those coming up. You go to LancasterConnects.com slash guest, and that gets the ball rolling and uh, we get you booked on the show. Uh, my Sleep Better tip, and it is in the Sleep Better book, we'll mail you a book right here. Mail your own fancy copy of Sleep Better. Uh, this is about following up or following your natural body rhythms and the time you sleep. So if you can think of sleeping in four and a half hour increments to six hour to um, seven and a half hours to nine hours, uh, I will tell you what little sleep I've been getting, if I can fall in those increments as best as I can, it's mostly been like three and four and a half as I've been dealing with the, the knee recovery because it's very painful to lay flat and in one spot for a certain amount of time. Uh, that's been very helpful. And then I just kind of get up and deal with it and then I get back in that chunk of time. So that's been very helpful. More great tips. Go to gardenersmapforsomemore.com slash sleep dash better and we'll mail you a copy out for free. All right, testimonial time. Um, this week, a handwritten testimonial came in last week. Um, we see this theme fairly often in what we do. Uh, mattress that's not very old. Uh, somebody may have invested in somewhere else. Uh, they're frustrated because they thought the mattress was going to last 10, 15 years or whatever. Maybe they were told that. Maybe it was just in their head. Um, but the mattress is worn out more quickly than they thought it would. And it's not. Uh, as firm as they want it to be. So, you know, often mattresses will do this as the, the cheap soft foam padding wears out on top and people are sleeping in this trough. Uh, so, uh, this is Tom. Uh, Tom just wrote, uh, his old mattress wasn't firm anymore and caused a lot of back pain. Of course, body is out of alignment, spine is out of alignment, right? Um, they knew they wanted a more firm mattress and one they could flip over to get more years out of it. And they were taken to a buyer salesperson. Uh, taken to a product that was exactly uh, what we needed. And um, they thought our service was excellent and not pushy at all, very pleasant and helpful. So um, it's one of the reasons why we carry flippable two-sided beds. Um, you know, not that we're going to say a mattress is going to last twice as long as a warranty or twice as long as 10 years, like 20 years. Uh, we're not saying that, but a mattress that has padding on both sides has good quality coils in the middle. In fact, right over our shoulder is a little sample of one right there, right? See, you know that you got your head. You guys, I always get it wrong. <laughs> I, I, I always go the wrong way at first. But you know, good quality coils in the middle, equal amounts of padding on each side, and not like really thick, overly soft, cheap foam padding. And that's what happens with some like big, thick pillow top beds. They they start to sag, and once it starts doing that, there's no saving it. So, flippable beds, good quality padding, good quality coils, flip and rotate, even wear and tear, long lasting mattress. So. Yep. Um, if that sounds like, uh, something you are looking for, we're your source, baby. That's it. That's what I got. Did you just <laughs> use my babies? I did. I did use your babies. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tom, for your kind words. Yeah. And, uh, and so before we wrap up, we're doing a little bit of remodeling around here. We've got some closeout furniture mm -hmm. that we discussed 
it's time for it to find a new home, your home. So if you're looking for a headboard, a platform bed, uh, we got some great stuff there, great prices on what we have. Uh, some mattresses we're discontinuing, some platform beds. Um, you know, there's always a little something, something around here that can be had for a real great price, like an incredible deal. Um, and, uh, we got a little bit more of it than normal right now. So hit us up as we get into the spring cleaning and, uh, going to see a new little face on, on the gardener's building. That's right. Here this week. So thanks to two dudes painting. Yep. And, uh, I look forward to that. I think I saw on the repelling list, a Kirchner name, which would be maybe related to Tiger oh, Two could Dudes. Be, could be, yeah. That was just quick glancing. Yeah, so yeah. I don't want to like... There's a bunch of them around. I don't want to say anybody's jumping off a building that isn't, but <laughs> maybe they are. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, if you're looking for a good deal, we got a handful of things. Uh, there are Carol Kirk. I, I like the uh, uh, entry on the bottom right, wine, beer, and whiskey. That's what it would take for me to get over the side. <laughs> Just that last one. Yeah, they've, they've raised a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, um, they're off to a great start there at, uh, idrop2023.org from Vision Core. If you use code sleep, you'll, uh, save that sign up fee, which really, come on, you're, you are saving some money, but we'd love to see you give it right back if you could see it. So anyway, uh, I think that's, that's it. it. It was a good show. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, oh, prize later. Yep. I said in that two horse race Chris. between our super fans. Yeah. Jonna, Jonna Hoover Green, you're gonna, your crown's going to get taken over, Jonna. <laughs> Steve Goble, thank you, sir, for tuning in. As always, you know the routine. Um, you can come in and pick your choice of, uh, a flask and a, a mug. It would be funny for, you know, it'd be funny for our super fans would be if they have like a 10 person dinner at Christmas. And they all drink out of these. <laughs> a gathering of the super fans. Yeah. Like yeah. Connect super. Or they're fans. like, their spouse says, honey, we need a new cup for No, no, we have seven of these. We have a bundle. <laughs> anyway, uh, enough Tom Fooler for this week. We'll see you next week. Till the next connection on Lancaster Connects. <laughs>